Hello. Uh, today, uh, I am joined with Oliver and a very special guest. Can that guest introduce themselves? Oh, yeah. Uh, my name is Ken Carter. I'm the interim dean of Oxford College. Yeah. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure. <laughs> All right. So, you know, me personally, I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. I remember I told my mom whenever we first had the idea of it. <laughs> and, you know, now it's actually here. So let's just get right into it. Um, we wanted to get with part one, I believe, mm -hmm. like the questions. So just a breakdown for this episode. Uh, we're going to be releasing two episodes for our conversation with Dean Carter. Um, we're going to go over the kind of present, past, future, and then we have rapid fire. Rapid fire. All right. And we're going to start <laughs> with the present, just a softball. What has been a highlight of your day or your week or oh, month? Or? That's, you know, so that's a really kind of cool question because with the team of people I work with, I ask them every week, like, what is your win of the week? To have them think back, to think like, the, what it was, the, what is the thing that was really fun for you last week? But strangely, no one has ever asked me what my win of the week is. So you're one of the first to ask me that. And I know this sounds like a like a strange softball back to you, but this has actually been my win of the week, being here, because I, you know, they keep me so busy with meetings and things. I don't get to spend as much time with students as I would like to. So sitting down, talking with you about my past, present, and future has has been the win for sure. Oh yeah, that that's makes amazing. Me so happy. <laughs> that's such a or the win. Oh my goodness, <laughs> did that work? No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It, this is the win of the week. Yeah. Uh, I always love it when Ox speaks. It's a little shout out because like it, we put a lot of time and effort into this and it's it's so rewarding to see that it pays off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. thank you for saying that. Actually, Edgar, what was your win? I'm yeah. curious. I was recently informed. So I've been trying to, uh, I've been applying to this like internship that's in LA that's sponsored by Emory. Mm. Um, and there's different rounds to it. And I, I finally made it to the last round. Oh, and wow. so I was notified of that, uh, I think on Monday, I believe. So I have an interview on this upcoming Monday for that. So I'm going to take this weekend to prepare. So I'm, that was a pretty big win for me. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And what about for you, um, Oliver? I finished my website. Actually, I've oh. been, I cannot lie. Last week I did fail two tests because I was putting a lot of hours into my website, but it's done. I have oh. a portfolio. I do haircuts and things and you can book on there. So yeah, it was fun. It, was, it felt very professional. That's would great. You, yeah. Would you like to plug that website right now? Oh, it's, it's on Wix.com or something. So it's like a long handle. I haven't gotten mm. um, my own domain yet, but it's linked in my Instagram bio, which is E Oliver with a three um, and my main, which is EO Farron. That's great. Yeah, I find that when you ask people about their wins every week and you can sort of get into that habit, what happens is that people start coming to you, coming to you and say, hey, this is going to be your win of this week. And so this really helps you to focus on, you know, the, the things that you're actually accomplishing. I think for students and for faculty and staff, you it always feels like we're struggling to get to the next thing, the next accomplishment. But I think it's great to spend a little time sort of celebrating the small accomplishments that happen every day and every week. Mm -hmm. So thanks for asking so me well about put. that. Yeah. Um, okay, going on this kind of day theme, mm -hmm. what is an average day for you? What does that look like? It's really hard to describe <laughs> because um, every day is completely different, Ooh, very yeah. different. And so I think my high bar of, I, I have a lot of meetings I have to go to, um, and I get to go to it. I get to represent Oxford in lots of different ways. The high bar of meetings for me has been 14 meetings oh, in one day. Uh, and so I'm going from meeting to meeting to meeting. 
a lot of it's, uh, you know, small things that are happening, again, past, present, and future, meeting with alums, meeting with donors, meeting with students, meeting with uh, people that sort of help run the college, representing Oxford uh, at the university. I have a standing um, once every other meeting week with, uh, meeting every other week with uh, Dean Freeman, the Dean of Emory College. Um, and so... Uh, and then things will pop up sometimes. You know, sometimes I, I may not have 14 meetings, um, but an emergency might pop up that I'll have to help with. And so it's really hard to describe, like, what a typical day is like. The benefit of that is that it's really helped me to stay focused on the present um, because I can't think too much in the future because things change so rapidly. And it's helped me to be able to sort of trust myself and trust the team of people that I'm working with. I have an incredible team of people that I work with at, at Oxford, incredible faculty, incredible staff, and you know, incredible students. And it helps me to, to sort of rely on those incredible people. So I think it's not hard to do really difficult things when you have really good people. So that's been really grateful. I've been grateful for that. How do you wind down after a long day of meetings like that? Oh, great question. Because I am an introvert. And so introverts recharge by being by ourselves. And so I try to make sure to have a little bit of time, if I can, between a meeting where I'll do a quick little meditation. Uh, but at the end of the day, just being at home and like hanging with my cats uh, is probably the thing that sort of helps to recharge me. Um, I'm not the kind of person like, oh, I've, I've had a, a tough day. I'm going to go out to, you know, to do something sort of energetic and exciting. To me, I recharge by sort of, you know, sort of denning up a little bit. <laughs> I see you brought a cup of tea. Like, I did bring a cup I of tea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So uh, I have I make tea in my office. I try to make sure to keep myself present so that I can sort of tap into the best parts of myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember in like a psych class I took last semester, holding a warm beverage calms your your parasympathetic nervous system. Oh yeah, so it actually does help you de-stress. Mm. Yeah, so I'm a licensed psychologist, so I take those kinds of things and I try to practice them when I can um, to make sure again to tap into the best parts of, of of what I can do, so I can be there for other people. Oh, can you think yeah. of any more little hacks that you can give oh. our students? Sleep, <laughs> probably the most important, mm -hmm. obvious one. Crazy um, hack. I know. It's a crazy hack, making sure to get sleep, um, making sure to sort of prioritize that downtime. Um, even when I have those days where I have 14 meetings, I try to have, you know, a couple of minutes in between to help reset myself. Um, and also sort of just being being aware of my own emotional state. So if I do need some time um, to make sure I take it, uh, because if you're not going to give it to yourself, you're going to steal it. And so just making sure to, you know, take care of myself in that way. Oh, I really like that line. I want to yeah. repeat it. If you're not going to give it to yourself, you're going to steal it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Ooh, yeah. Actually, That's very true. Like, oh, that's so true. Like recently I had to, I've been involved in like different things around campus at the moment. And like, I just realized there was, so much time going to different things. Like even when I said, all right, I'm going to get up today at eight. I'm going to work on this assignment. And then I realized, oh, but I have to send this email, this text message, schedule this, do mm -hmm. this. And then before I know it, those two hours I allotted to work have turned into like 20 minutes. Right. So it's like, it's a very great way of putting it. Yeah. Just being aware of what your limitations of being a human are and making sure to build that stuff in in a way that's really going to work because the way that you steal it from yourself is when you get really stressed out, you get really inefficient. Um, you get sick, you start mm -hmm. to not focus on things. And so just to try to be realistic about what you can accomplish. Yeah. yeah and lean on other people when you can. Yeah. Yes, that is so true. I was going to say like, 
in um, college, it can feel like you have to take every opportunity that is given to you. And I think you should to the best of your ability, but recognize when you got to step back, mm-hmm. when like you got to take some me time or take some like friend time. Right. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying how you have your record was like 14 meetings in one day. I'm mm-hmm. curious as to know, do you have like a pregame like ritual that you do before a very special meeting that you have or like an interview or something like that? Oh, yeah. Well, so not 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 really. Not really. But if I have a big thing that's going on, I do have like a playlist to like amp myself up if I'm going to do like a big speech or something like that. Um, but normally what I've actually found that this year is I try not to think about it too much. You know, I try to think to myself, oh, I'm already prepared to just walk into it and do it. And and because again, as an introvert, what I end up doing is sort of rehearsing it a lot in my head, which can sort of stress you out sometimes. But if you just tell yourself to trust yourself and remind yourself to trust yourself, I find that lately what I've been doing is sort of walking into it and doing a really good job at it, making sure I'm prepared, but not to sort of ruminate about it too much. Um, But music is a great way to sort of, there's there's a psychological concept called mood music. What is it? mood and music task matching where you think of the mood you need to be in to do the thing you want to do and you find music that links to that mood so if i'm writing i want something exciting if i'm going to amp myself up i'll have exciting music but if i'm editing something i'm going to want something more calming and so i'll try to pair the music to what i'm trying to get accomplished can you shout out any of those songs on the playlist (laughs) so a couple years ago I was I got selected to present at South by Southwest, oh. and so I didn't get to go as a pandemic wow. year. But even being selected was a great thing. And a couple of years previous to that, Lizzo had had was uh. at South by Southwest. So I have this whole like. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a mic? Is that a name drop or a mic drop? That's just a. <laughs> Bold. That was my know. brain exploding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have a whole Lizzo like amp up like thing for when I'm getting ready to do a, a big talk or something like that. Oh, yeah. So Well, you know, she nice. just dropped a song with SZA oh, a couple of days ago. I didn't yeah. really know that. Yeah. 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 Mm. So yeah, that's one of my um, amp up music stuff. Do you do that specifically just for like, uh, like things that are monumental to you or really important? Or do you do that like just at any given moment? Like do you, in the morning, do you wake up to a specific song or when you get in your car, do you, listen to a specific song or is it just whenever you have something really important going on? Probably when I, when I have something really important going on and I need to sort of channel more energy to sort of like remind, and it's about, to me, it's about reminding me who I am. Right. And so just reconnecting with myself. I know it sounds like it's like you're like amping yourself up too much, but I feel like everyone's awesome in their own way and it's easy to forget your own awesomeness. And so to try to find music that reminds you of your own awesomeness is a great to walk into those situations. And I, when I, and when I need it, I can, I can, I can summon it and I just remind myself that I can do that. Mm. Yeah. I love that you keep using the word remind. That is not something you have to like necessarily learn. Yeah. It's something that's like always there. You just maybe sometimes forget you just got to bring it back. Absolutely. Yeah. And we all have that within us. And it's a way of how to tap into it, how to summon it when you need it, um, as opposed to sort of hope. And, and sometimes you can ask other people to help with that. Um, 
And sometimes you can provide it for yourself. You know, Kate Bowler was on campus um, last week, and she interviewed me for her podcast uh, a couple of years ago. And one of the things that she was sort of tickled by was that um, I send myself thank you notes sometimes. And so if I've done something that I think is really great, like I'm, and I'm like hoping someone else will thank me, what I'll do is I'll write myself a little thank you note and pop it in the mail. And I'm so forgetful, I'll forget that I did it. And then like a week or so later, it shows up. And I'm like, oh, wow, that was a good thing that I did. Like, so I, I thank myself and it actually makes me feel good about that. So I know it's, it's kind of a, another weird little uh, uh, hack, but it does, you know, you, you, you can be grateful to yourself and for yes. yourself. That is so true. A lot of times, like if I'm feeling really stressed out, I'll go for a walk, right? Calm myself down. Right. And I'll, in my head, just like thank my feet, thank my legs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if I can't bring it in to like thank kind of like the personality side of me I just thank the physical yeah and uh, you know, so to make a physical piece of it, it's like writing yourself a note like dear legs thank you so much for doing what you did today and then and 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 you'll be surprised by what it feels like to sort of hold that and read it back to yourself a week mm. later yeah mm-hmm. that's such an interesting like self-help like <laughs> practice that's like sounds extremely effective because i don't know like i whenever i get a note that's from someone that's like you know just something supportive or even if it's just like a birthday note i always keep it oh yeah so i have a bunch of like notes in my like on my windowsill and having one for myself actually should probably be like a really good practice just so i can like start valuing like my own opinion of myself a lot yeah more at that same level and being specific about it like you know this was really hard but you i did it and I and it worked out better than I thought, and I appreciate the fact that I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. And but I'm like you, I save every thank you note. Like when I students, when I write students, um, letters of recommendation, and they send me a little card telling me like what they did or an email. I right. save all that stuff. Um, I have a little thing that I call my smile file, and it's full of thank you notes to myself and from other people, reminders. I've kept kept a lot of those things from this year. And every now and then you're gonna have a really like crummy day where you sort of forget who you are. And what I'll do is I'll go back to that smile file to remind myself, like I said before, about who 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 I am as a person. And so so sort of collecting those little pieces, that the little artifacts of information about who you are, especially when it's reflected in other people in terms of them seeing who you are um and so keep those things you'll 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 rely on them in the future Mm, what a beautiful sentiment (laughs) yeah like that's an amazing name for a file cabinet by the way (laughs) it's a smile file sometimes electronic they're emails that i'll 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 put in a little folder that's like you know for my smile file like emails or photos from friends and you're having a kind of a sad day or you're not quite sure about yourself just open up that folder and look through those emails or those photos you've taken um to remind yourself of those things wow yeah that is amazing yeah i um I wanted to add a little thing about writing yourself notes. <laughs> I've started doing that with my my non-dominant hand, my left hand. Mm. And so it it almost it looks like, I don't know, like an eight-year-old me, five-year-old <laughs> right. me is writing to myself and it just makes you a little bit happy. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, and and you'll you'll find that um it, it sort of slows you down too. And so you're really sort of more purposeful about what you're writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Speaking of what makes you happy. Dean Carter, what is your go-to salad at Lil's? My go-to salad at Lil's. So, um, so there's a restaurant in um, Virginia Highlands called Murphy's. It was around from when I was here. Um, you know, I was a student here at Oxford, and um, uh, and 
I knew a lot of people that worked at that restaurant called Murphy's. And so they do a really nice sort of kale Caesar salad. And so I'll sort of, oh, is that a, a drop for, so a nice kale Caesar, because you always can have the, the those ingredients or even like a balsamic vinegar kale and then whatever else I see there. Yeah. But I'm oh the the secret to the kale is acid. So making sure you add like lemon, fresh lemon, really? or something like that to it. it, it'll make it seem less bitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll try that next time because I always seem to avoid kale. Oh yeah, the bitterness just gets to me. The lemon, the lemon will do it. Okay. Yeah, and then so there's a great salad place in Atlanta called Sweet Green, and I also mm-hmm. discovered hot sauce on salad is amazing. Really? Oh. So Caesar dressing, kale some um like pumpkin seeds mm-hmm. um a little bit of like um uh, parmesan some acid like a lemon or lime juice and some balsamic or caesar dressing and just a little dash of hot sauce is everything mm-hmm. wow. if you hit it really right and they have brussels sprouts out too in the vegetarian uh, section it goes so well yeah with the yeah so, i always make the same thing what's yours it's it's, it's very basic it's, it's literally just like uh <laughs> the uh, lettuce that's like very standard like the spring Roaming. mix mm-hmm. okay. yeah that one and then like an insane amount of chicken and then like <laughs> a lot of raisins oh, i really like raisins. you like the sweet i love raisins yeah, yeah. The sweet yeah oh. so next time try try a little bit of kale some mm-hmm. some some lemon juice and some hot sauce on it and see what you think i will actually cuz i like getting salads yeah, yeah. the to go boxes are perfect because i like mm-hmm. close it and then i and shake it up yeah i just yep. go crazy with yeah. it yeah <laughs> I'm going to get one of those after this, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, probably me too. I'll be hungry right after this. <laughs> All right. To pivot on a more, I would say, professional oh, yeah. question. Uh, how does your academic research influence your job as dean? So I do a lot of... So I, and I gave both of you a copy of my... my, my um, I was going to say my latest book. I just had a textbook that came out. Um, and this, uh, but this is the book that came out in 2019. It's about the psychology of thrill seeking. And, um, and it's about like adrenaline junkies and why they do what they do. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I'm like the opposite of adrenaline junkie. I'm, a, I'm really a chill seeker. And I feel like sort of understanding why people take risks and what, pe- what they get out of risks helps me with my job um, that I have here today. But I think a lot of my academic research is really based upon a concept called public scholarship, which is about translating complicated things into everyday language. Mm. And I feel like a lot of my job is sort of trying to help people understand um, what what p- different people are trying to do, like taking those complicated kinds of concepts, like the budget um, uh, of Oxford and where the money comes from and where the money goes, and helping to explain it to people that may not be finance people. And so I can be that sort of conduit between those two things. And so I think teaching, as long as I have at Oxford, you have to be good at being able to explain complicated things in simple ways. And I think this job sort of leans on that too. Mm. Could you explain more the hard and the soft skills of being kind of a public conduit? Yeah, yeah. So I think that the the soft skills have to do with sort of making sure when you're delivering a message that you deliver the message for the person who's receiving it, not Mm. for you. Like, I want to make sure I understand 
what your values are, what's important to you, so that when I'm explaining things, I can explain them in the way that you're going to be able to receive them, and sort of keeping that reader in mind. Um, the, the book that came out after this is a textbook about psychological disorders, and I actually work with students to help, so I could under, so I could make sure that they were hearing what I was trying to deliver. Um, in fact, they, I used it a couple of years ago in my class, um, just the, the, the draft of it, and what the students did was they annotated that draft, telling me what they what made sense to them, what didn't make sense to them, so I could make sure that I'm um, writing to the audience that I'm trying to communicate with. And I think that's a really important thing for me. Mm, I love that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that you uh, gave the opportunity to your students to make annotations of what makes sense or what's too complicated or what is easy to understand. Do mm-hmm. you do something similar with uh, people who you work with now and you tell them, like, what am I doing good or what am I doing bad or, like, yeah, I, I'm always open for that kind of feedback in terms of what's going on. I mean, the 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 way that my job is now is that I'm sort of a more of a conductor, right? So, the, so the different people, like whether it's the dean of finance or the dean of the library or campus life, they uh, sort of work within their own realms. And what I'm doing is helping to coordinate those different offices together. And so it's it's less so that I'm sort of you know, driving things, but sort of making sure everyone's working together on the goals that we have as a college. But I do a lot of listening to make sure that I understand, well, what's important in campus life, what's important in the academic sphere to make sure that they're communicating to each other really well. So it takes a lot to be able to understand those offices well enough to help them coordinate well. And I think that's been, uh, that's been what's been a fun thing for this year is knowing Oxford in such a deep way. Mm. Yeah, a very diverse way too. If you got to learn every department, got to know a little bit about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a complicated organization, but uh, at the heart, it's it's a it's an amazing, amazing place. It's more. I think it's more amazing than I realized as a student. More amazing than I realized as a faculty member to see it in this perspective. Wow. Well, I I love that you're bringing up your yeah. time as a student because we are going to touch on that um, in our next chunk. Stay tuned for next episode of Ox Speaks where we talk about Dean Carter's past at Ox, future plans, and if he can fart with his elbow. <laughs>